Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Matt with the Bastards of Art podcast. And today it's a little different. See, the thing of it is, is that John couldn't join us today um, because it's actually Friday the 13th and St. Louis is going through an ice apocalypse. Everyone had to stay home today uh, because of the weather. And so I'm stuck in my house, John's stuck in his house, and I just happen to be the guy with all the recording equipment. So I had to get creative and decided, you know, that'll be today's topic is creativity. Uh, I was thinking about how, you know, as we go through life, um, we kind of lose our ability to think outside the box, to see things different than what it is. We become so literal. Um, it's funny because on LinkedIn.com, uh, when people put up their profile pictures, they like to say, well, I'm, uh, why should you hire me? Because I'm a creative person. But the reality is, is that most adults lose their creative IQ points the older they get. Somewhere along being a child to being an adult, we start or stop to use our creative brain effectively. We start to make so many associations with things that what we see is kind of what you get. To use an example of how we associate and how we see things differently, think of uh, a tree. I want you to picture a tree, and up in the tree, I want you to picture a branch. So we can all agree that that's a branch. Well, the minute it falls out of the tree, it's no longer a branch, we would call that a stick. Nothing's really changed other than it's not attached or associated with the tree anymore. So if we carry that stick around and we walk down the street with it and we got the stick in our hand, and let's say someone jumped out of the alley and went to rob us, we take that stick and we whack them in the head and we get our would-be robber um, off of our case and they run away fleeing for help and we file a police report and the police said, did you strike them with a club? I don't know, like somewhere along the way it went from being a branch to a stick to a club. So how is that? How, how is it okay to associate things differently when we're when we're older but really it's all the same thing it's just it's just how you look at it um so that's kind of uh my experiment this morning i guess was i'm locked in the house on ice apocalypse here in st louis on friday the 13th and uh, i have a big family i have actually five children uh part of our blended family with me and my wife and i love my kids they're really awesome they each have their own little quirks and their own little creative outlooks. And, you know, I, I don't ever hear them say I'm bored. I don't really ever hear them say I got nothing to do. Um, uh, we're kind of fortunate that we have, you know, a couple of rooms set up with, um, you know, a drawing area and a computer area. And, um, you know, one kid's always working on video projects and other kid's always working on comic books. And the girls are painting or coming up with clever things. But as I was watching them this morning, I decided, you know, I'm going to do my own little experiment. So I, I asked them a few questions. And the first thing I asked them was um, if they could tell me what creativity meant to them. Like, um, you're imagining all sorts of crazy stuff. It's like creating something in your head. So if you know this box, then creativity is not in the box. It's 
It's not in there. Um, you think of stuff from your own mind, and you just draw it on paper to see what you think about it. Uh, it's something you like draw or create, like you think of it and draw it. So what is creativity and why is it so important? Well, creativity is the ability to look at uh, a subject that's become stagnant and see it in a whole new light. It's the ability to create something new and valuable um, that you just didn't see before. It's a change of perspective. It's the ability to look at something in a completely fresh or new way of seeing it. Um, as humans, we have the ability to turn things that are stagnant um, or static into, uh, we just learn how to ignore it. The basic idea would be if a hunter was out in the woods and he sat there for hours upon time and all the trees and everything looked the same, the minute a bush got disrupted, um, he would be able to zoom, zoom in on it and start looking in that direction for his um, dinner. Uh, or a fisherman who can look at uh, endless amounts of deep blue sea and to someone like me would see nothing but water. But a fisherman would be able to uh, find this disruption in the water uh, very quickly and, and, and go to that area and try to catch his dinner. So it's kind of built into us to become uh, stagnant uh, and, ignore, and ignore things and become static to us. But when we're trying to be innovative and we're trying to be new, and see things differently, uh, we have to be able to, and I think Basil put it the best, it's thinking outside the box. So getting to a point where we can, you know, get a pair of quote unquote fresh eyes and see something, um, you know, that, that we just didn't see before is really good. And I think, you know, for me, working with other people uh, does that. Getting outside of my bubble does that. Um, you know, getting to a point of problem solving with my own my own agenda or my own drawing and just getting a pair of fresh eyes to look at it. That's one way of doing it. But when we don't have any of that, you know, there's exercises we can do of kind of basically we have to break the mold of, of how of how we think. So the idea is that if you've ever heard the term what's insane, what, what's insane is um, doing something over and over again and expecting different results. So if you want to change something up, just flip it around, flip it upside down, twist it, turn it, burn it, whatever. You know, it's really common when, you, when you're drawing to do the mirror trick, for instance. You know, when you're trying to be creative and you're like, man, I just keep drawing the same thing over and over again. Take your drawing and go and stand in front of a mirror and see if you see something different about it. Um, take your painting and flip it upside down and paint with it for a little while. I know that when I was in college, we had to make a reference book. Um, and one of the things we did with a reference book was we, were, we had to take these magazine clippings and we clipped all these things out of the magazine, but we had to make the collage with all the images upside down. So you got to see everything, you know, completely different. So that's, that's one way of doing it. Another reason why things become static is we associate, um, uh, uh, we, we associate topics and we, you know, if I say car, the next thing you might think of is tire or windshield or gas, anything that goes along with the car. So a fun trick you can try to do is, you know, when you're driving or when you're, when you're brushing your teeth in the morning or when you're in the shower, washing your hair, try to come up with three words really quick and see if you can 
come up with three words that don't have an association with one another. If you could say like foam, lamp, pin. Well, lamp and pin are kind of close. What if I said foam, lamp, Italy, you know? Um, just practice doing that and it'll, it'll start to train your brain. See, the thing of it is, is that becoming creative isn't, you're not necessarily born with it or born without it. I think one of the things I found out about listening to my kids this morning was they have still retained the ability to see things without like having life screwed up for them. Like the pressures of, of, um, peers or, or, you know, in fact, let me, let me, let me play these clips for you real quick. This is what my kids think of um, with, about other people's opinions. Does it make you upset when people don't like your artwork? No. Why not? Because I don't care what they think if they don't like it. No, I, if I think it's cool, it's cool. If I think it's scary, it's scary. If I think it's weird, it's weird. Not really. Why not? Because... To me, I like it, and I don't really care what other people think. So, spending time with my kids this morning was kind of a big eye-opener because I started thinking about um, how much I kind of really do care what people think and how much I can actually let that get in the way of my creative process of trying to develop an idea or develop a drawing and and, there, and there's really like two different people that I, I two different types of people that I I worry about there's maybe the guy who's who who you know is just a better artist than me and is, has has I just really want to win over you know their their praise and I want to draw in a way that, that that I think they would think is cool so I spend half my time like trying to envision how they would draw it, you know, instead of just like getting in there and getting dirty and drawing and not, not caring what that person thinks. And then there's also uh, what, what, what my clients um, expectations are. And so I've sat and I've done a consultation with them and they've expressed something over and over again. And maybe it's something that's impossible or maybe it's something that's just really focusing on the wrong part of the story and I just can't shake it, you know? And so sometimes what I do is after I've um, taken all my notes and, and I know kind of what I'm supposed to draw for somebody, I just kind of stop and I, and I draw for myself. I don't, I don't necessarily care anymore about what, um, you know, Mr. Good Artist Guy thinks of me or, what the client thinks and, and and the reality is is that you know if i draw something and the client doesn't you know doesn't really dig it or doesn't like it you know you know the really the thing of it is is that i can probably talk to them and explain to them why i made the changes i made and do damage control that way or it's even possible that they're right <laughs> you know and maybe i've been drawing something the same way for so long that i'm convinced that i'm right and and they're my fresh eyes and i think that's one of the beautiful things about working with clients is that you know, you draw something over and over again, like a set of roses, or you say, you know, this can only be drawn on the outside of the arm, or, you know, um, all roses are red, and here comes someone who says, no, actually, this is what I want, and this is what I've seen, and can you can you just be my middleman and design this for me? And, you know, I'm pretty surprised sometimes when I, when I do let the client take the lead. So that's another thing. Um, you know, I asked the kids too, speaking of seeing things a different way, I, I just grabbed a couple of random objects. What I grabbed was, I grabbed a piece of popcorn, I grabbed a 
piece of wire and I grabbed a uh, piece of uh, like foam and I and I let them tell me what they saw. It looks like a bird and on the other side it looks like an owl face with little hands. A house kind of. It also looks like a hand raising out of, from the dead. If I flip it over. Yeah. Looks like it's just like at a normal cemetery and then it's just, you just see a hand sprouting out. That was the piece of popcorn I handed them. It was the exact same piece of popcorn and I really, um, really liked Lily's description because not only was she able to see the popcorn, but she could see the environment and she could kind of, you know, see beyond what the first image that you know that she saw she could she could paint a bigger picture of what it, of what it could be next i gave him just a piece of copper wire that i found a person with a hand riding a horse it's a black horse or a gold horse and the person's on a saddle kind of looks like maybe a wave on the ocean this looks like a very, very weird elephant dog. Now, the first two items that I gave them to look at, a piece of popcorn and this piece of wire, were organic in nature. And you could get a wide variety of imagery out of it. And you, as, as you heard, each, each kid saw something completely different. Now, what's interesting is the last piece I gave them was a piece of foam. And it was about, uh, oh, I don't know, two feet long and skinny and had a point at one end. Um, and at their age, they already had an association. And you can see they all saw it in the same way. Looks like a giant knife. I like a knife. A knife. Yeah. <laughs> so as artists, how can we get our creative juices flowing? I mean, there's you know the idea that you're supposed to wait for inspiration and other good stuff but i think the common theme here is is that you have to start seeing things differently you have to start doing things differently i mean if you always draw on the same off color paper with the same number two pencil and you always start off the same way then you probably always get the same drawings um and what i mean by the same drawings is is that you know all your roses kind of look the same and all your people's faces kind of look the same. All the women have the same exact um, hair. And the backgrounds, they tend to kind of look all the same. So there's some kind of tricks you can do uh, just in the drawing process or, or painting process. You could, you know, crumble your paper up and, and then flatten it back out again. And maybe break the tip of your pencil and start drawing that way. You could actually take uh, a bigger um, pencil, like a big fat marker, and you know, try to draw faces with a bigger fat marker. Or even crayons, something with a completely different texture. You could draw outside of your comfort zone. You know, maybe practice drawing things you're just not really familiar with, things that you don't really, you know, like drawing very much. Um, things that force you to kind of wander and think. You could even like maybe steal someone else's idea and give it a twist. Like maybe take and what kind of animal would the Mona Lisa most likely be? Or um, I don't know, take a take take your best friend's drawings and and and, and just draw on top of them. Um, one thing you could do is you could take a, a piece of paper and you know 
just take your fingers and smear graphite all over them and rub them in and erase away without thinking about it and spin the page and then start your rose drawing on top of that. And you might find shapes that were never visible with a clean white sheet of paper. You know, the whole point is, is that you need to see the world differently. When, when, you know, a firefighter walks into a building, he sees it as a firefighter. He sees potential fire hazards. He looks at outlets. He looks at how many things you got plugged into one outlet. He looks to see if there's a sprinkler system. He looks to see if exits are clear and well marked. And it's just in his nature to see things that way because he's a fireman. Or maybe a mother tends to walk into a house and, you know, she would notice right away are things out of reach from a child or uh, is, is, is things cleanly, is, is, is things, you know, put away nicely. Um, a nurse might walk into an area and, you know, see something completely different. Like she might notice people who are coughing and she might, you know, and they all might have walked into this exact same room, but they all walked into it with different eyes. So that's something too is, you know, how can you train your eyes to see things completely different? Can you imagine yourself as somebody else when you paint or when you draw or when you write music? Can you almost put on a different hat and maybe even that requires you know getting as crazy as you know wearing different clothes next time you draw or really the biggest thing is live a creative life i mean creativity is not just coming up with something new and different creativity is not just sitting there and thinking about how you can you know one up somebody and, and come up with something more intuitive than the next guy creativity is a lifestyle creativity is everything from how you imaginary play and you know turn your shitty car into a race car when you drive to work in the morning and how you can pretend that you know the other vehicles are tanks and you're trying to get away you know creative people take and they become uh they, t they take roadblocks in life and they turn them into opportunities. They're not negative people. They're open to new things. To be a creative person means that you can't be so negative. You have to force out all the, the thoughts and the people in your life that are, you know, just sucking the, the, the fun out of just being alive. You know, being passionate, being a daydreamer, you know, just being able to sit there in your, in your solitude and, and think about, um, think about what's next and about, and about how great everything is going. And, you know, creative people, they don't, um, they don't get bummed out, uh, when, when they get surprised, you know, they, they say, okay, what, what, what's going to happen uh, and what's going to happen next? You know, I mean, how many, how, how many times do you hear people who work the same boring jobs, um, for years just say, you know, I just want to get nutty. I just want to get, I just want to get, get, get crazy and go do something, but they don't live a lifestyle that, that, that allows them to do that naturally. You know, um, I think about people who, who work at a job for, 20 or 30 years and they say, I can't wait till this job's over because I'm going to buy an RV and I'm just going to see the world. I'm going to travel. But you're talking about the same person who brushed their teeth in the same sink every morning, drove the same route to work every day, probably had the same three choices for lunch every day. And then they're going to go out and see the big world at the age of 60 or 65. I, they, I don't know how they're going to be able to take such a, such a change. I mean, why not start now, you know, take that road trip or, 
you know, investigate that, that new movie or go, go see that, that play that you would never go see, you know, or if you've never been to the orchestra, go to the orchestra, go do something that's just not you, you know, and get out of your comfort zone, get out of your mold. Um, I mean, we only get to do this once. Your, your regrets should never be what you did. Your regrets are always going to be what you didn't do. So, you know, be passionate, be creative, go out there, you know, make it your lifestyle. And, and when all this stuff becomes your operating system, it just becomes the way you do things, you'll find that when you go to express yourself, whether it's with music or film or um, drawing or painting, that it becoming creative and, and, and getting into that, that part of you, you know, just, just becomes easier and easier. Well, this has been another podcast from the Bastards of Art. Um, we're here to try to help you uh, become the person you're always meant to be as an artist and to grow. You can find us online at www.bastardart.com. We're on iTunes now. Um, we're also on SoundCloud. And, you know, um, I just want to maybe leave you with these words from a child of what it's like to be creative. I like to make just as crazy as I can because I'm not really good at painting normally. Mm -hmm. So I just like to make it crazy as I can. And whenever I'm doodling, I just zoned out and just focus on my doodles.